Well, good to see each and every one of you. Glad we're together today. We uh, worship our Lord. We've done that in, a, in beautiful ways, and we uh, continue to do that as we uh, reflect upon God's Word, reflect upon God's Word as it impacts life. Uh, before we get into things, I want to offer a, a heartfelt thanks for uh, yesterday afternoon. We had a wonderful time. It was quite the celebration. In fact, you got to know that it was just absolutely overwhelming. Uh, you notice the beautiful stained glass window here, uh, a, a, a replica of what we have before us on a, uh, on a regular basis on, uh, on Sunday morning. I'm just, uh, quite frankly, just uh, overwhelmed by that and so very thankful. You need to know that the, the, the glass that is a part of this window came from this one as they uh, repaired uh, this one uh, at the time of our renovation. This will always be a very much a prized possession. Uh, it'll keep uh, our sights on Christ and what Christ did. Uh, it'll certainly keep our sights on the deep love that we, uh, we share with you in, uh, in Jesus Christ. Many of you uh, commented uh, yesterday among many, many things, and there were wonderful opportunities to be able to engage with uh, those who are a part of things. They, uh, they noticed that I was uh, wearing uh, a new shirt. And <laughs> I didn't realize that I was so stuck in the same, uh, same drag there. Uh, in fact, Larry had asked, is there a special color that you would like today? And I said, no, nothing. He said, we don't have beige, he said. So, <laughs> so uh, barring no expense, I bought a shirt for yesterday, new shirt for today. There you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So between me and you, you'll be seeing this, this shirt and yesterday's shirt for the next 10 years. So there you go. Yeah, Amy Groh is with us. Her dad, uh, many of you know Tom Groh, who was a part of things uh, here uh, at St. John for a number of years. He was the president of Bacon's, uh, which became, uh, was, was bought out by, what was it, babe? What's that? Oh, yeah. They, but in any event, he's uh, over in Virginia. He, uh, I told Tom, looked him right in the eye, that if you... Uh, if you depended upon me to stay in business, you'd have been out of business a long time ago. <laughs> we turn to God's Word today, a uh, little bit of a shift of gears, uh, thought we would uh, go ahead and just continue one more week, this wonderful uh, sermon series on uh, the, uh, the, the living by faith, that great passage from Hebrews 11, and now spilling over uh, into Hebrews 12, which really forms the basis of our video bumper, so we, uh, we saw that yet again. Hear this from Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so uh, easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So this is God's Word for God's people. and May it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us as we hear it read and as we seek now in the power of God's Spirit uh, to take our lives and apply them to this Word. And may that always be a continual uh, process for each of us, a wonderful journey as we, uh, we find ourselves uh, sitting before the very Word of God. Forgive me for uh, the indulgence of telling a couple of stories uh, from, 
45 years of ministry, stories that have everything to do with living by faith, and in some, some cases, not being so, so strong in faith. Uh, the retirement certificate that I got at annual conference just a couple of weeks ago, and there's no gold watch when it comes to the, to the <laughs> annual conference. No grand illusions when it comes to that. Uh, it had on it thanks or blessings upon uh, 44 and a quarter years of, uh, of service. I guess that's pension credit for you, whatever, I don't know. I'm not sure how they came up with that. I want you to know that I accepted my uh, call to ministry uh, very early in life. I, that call came in the, the mix of, uh, of a robust, uh, healthy uh, local church. Uh, it also came in the, in the mix of, uh, of a youth group that was, uh, was, was really well-focused, deep in fellowship, and certainly seeking after the Lord. All of that uh, came together to where, uh, where in, the, in the midst of all of that, I uh, accepted Christ. Did that pretty early on in the eighth grade. I always enjoyed church. I always enjoyed uh, being a part of church, uh, uh, helping out wherever I could, even, even at an early age. And I was always given that opportunity uh, at this wonderful church at uh, Butchel Methodist. I um, uh, found myself uh, basking in the great love of Christ as I accepted Him, and, and I've got, got to tell you that it wasn't soon thereafter that uh, I began to hear uh, a call uh, to ministry, to full-time Christian service, as it's often, uh, often called, and uh, found myself uh, accepting that call. Uh, certainly by eighth grade, for a long time, I'd say, oh, yeah, I did that awfully early, you know, 10th, 11th grade, but I'll, I'll be honest with you, it was around, uh, around ninth grade. I've got to let you know also that the acceptance of that call has always been in the present tense. You know, I, I have uh, really, almost on a daily basis, have uh, made effort to be confronted by that call, and to accept it by faith. You know, for, for um, not being able to do that, then, then what I'd be doing even today would be based upon the decision of some ninth grader. So I, I have attempted to, um, to hear that call and to accept it, to be renewed in it, to be empowered by it, to be strengthened by it in good times and bad and everywhere in between. For me, call is a matter of present tense. And because of that, I, I don't retire at all burned out. Uh, and there's none of that. I have a lot of friends that are. I'll just be honest with you. This is uh, not uh, easy stuff by, by any stretch. But I find myself as invigorated today as I was uh, back in high school and, and literally all the way through. I, I'm mindful of that uh, great personality, that Old Testament uh, character that we studied a few weeks back, Moses. Uh, he's listed in that great hall of faith from uh, uh, Hebrews 11, where he, uh, he confronts his call. You know, he took the sheep. He'd already been uh, exiled to, uh, to faraway Midian. He went way out into the desert on the other side of uh, Horeb, the mountain of God. And it was there that Moses saw a bush that burned but was yet consumed. And out of that burning bush, he heard the voice of God. And what did he hear, among other things? Take your shoes off, for you are on holy ground. And so Moses did just that, and he began to hear from God. 
And when we consider call, all of our calls that God has upon us, we take our shoes off, for we are on holy ground. And God approaches us, and we hear him. And by faith, we are ready to respond. And so Moses did just that. God, as he shares out of that burning bush, uh, he, he offers that he hears the cries of, uh, of, the, of his children in a faraway land. Uh, Moses is the one designated, even though he uh, offered every excuse in the book. Uh, he goes uh, back to Egypt uh, under the threat of great peril, and he leads the uh, children of Israel who were slaves to redemption, to freedom. And so as we accept call, we lead those who are around us from their bondage to redemption, to freedom. Take your shoes off, for you are on holy ground. And by faith, I pray that you respond. You've heard me speak on a number of occasions about uh, New Song. New Song was a, a Christian music festival that we had every year for 26 years at uh, Camp Lucon. It's one of the great joys as well as one of the greatest challenges that I uh, ever did in, in, in ministry. We, um, we would come together at the end of uh, the summer, right before school would start, have sometimes 5,000 young, uh, young, young students, uh, even more, uh, all those adult leaders, most of whom uh, camped right there on site. It was really just quite something. You'd look out on the, 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 those who had gathered for the concert. It was just a sea of people. Then you'd go back to where all the, the tents were, and it was literally a, a sea of, uh, of, of tents and campers. It was really just quite something. One year, we were faced with the chance of showers. In fact, it wasn't really just a chance of showers. It was going to rain, and, and it was going to rain big time, no doubt. In the morning before all, of, all the festivities were to begin, those of us who were on the, the leadership team, and it took a, a, literally an army of people to pull that thing off, we, uh, we circled up. And we prayed, and we prayed fervently. We, 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 we paid, prayed faithfully. Uh, my good friend, uh, Bo Watkins, uh, he and I teamed up, kind of got things started in regard to the new song. I remember his prayer like it was yesterday. God, we pray for cool, dry, and partly cloudy. <laughs> I have uh, I've repeated that all the time whenever we have another outdoor event. All we're praying for is cool, dry, partly cloudy. Well, we all prayed fervently, and these were all very faithful people, most of whom were, were uh, pastors in our annual conference. We got done with that prayer, and I got to tell you that I was really charged up and very, uh, very thankful for our time of prayer and for the good things that God was going to do, but just something in me, the old ye of little faith, that prayer ended, and within two or three seconds, I just looked at everybody, okay, who's going to go get the plastic? which was going to be over all the stage and all the hundreds of thousand dollars worth of, a, of equipment in order to protect all that. Oh, you have little faith. You know, as the years went on, and again, we did this for about 26 years. This was early on in, uh, in our time with New Song. 
you know, we started accumulating uh, plastic, you know, those big rolls of that stuff you buy at the, at, the, uh, at the hardware store. And I would take those drums out uh, every year, those big tubs you get. And I would open them up, every one of them. And every one of those rolls was in the same packaging on the, that, that was there the day that we, we bought them. God was always speaking there. I'm going to take care of you. Uh, everything's going to be okay. You know, the, the deal is that this thing uh, in rain really, uh, really didn't mesh. You know, again, there was hundreds of thousands of dollars of, uh, of equipment, uh, 5,000 or more people, uh, more electricity than I ever wanted, to, um, ever wanted to think about. You know, we had this one big box. It had one hole, and I would tell everybody, don't stick your finger in that hole. <laughs> That's all it was. That's the way the concerts go these days, whether it's big or whatever. Uh, well, the storm clouds on that given day moved. Uh, we move into the night, and the storm clouds did begin to, uh, to make their way in. And you could see them. In fact, we were hearing reports that it was raining out on, uh, on Nolin. Uh, we, um, uh, we, we then began to kind of prepare I was standing in the, in the back all behind all those that were listening to that very first concert of the evening. And you could see the clouds. I could see them. Everybody else could see them. And I was poised to just go ahead and, and, and call it for the evening. It had been a tremendous disappointment. And then I noticed this. Actually happened. The clouds just split. They just went to the left and to the right. And went all, all around us just up to Smitty City, which is just right up the, the street. It rained cats and dogs, but not where we were. The Lord protected us. One of my favorite scriptures, it's a challenge every time I repeat it. Don't worry about anything. But in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And the peace that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ. Great passage from, uh, from Philippians 4, and one that I, I take uh, to heart and rehearse all the time in the worrisome spirit that is very much a part of my life, that, that always convicts me about a, a lack of faith. It helps to embolden me to not worry about anything, but in prayer and supplication, petition, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. As Ashley reminds us often, God's got this. It's a good phrase to repeat. God's got this. And things may be stormy all around us, literally and, and figuratively, but even still, God's got this. And we remember from our study from Hebrews 11 and that story of Moses that God parted the waters. And the waters were to the left, to the right of the children of Israel as they made their way where the, sea, the Red Sea had, had been. Don't worry about anything. But in prayer and petition, make your requests known with God, with thanksgiving. Make them known to God, and he will give you peace. Before I arrived here for the second time uh, to St. John, uh, I pastored uh, for nine years at Centenary United Methodist in, in Lexington. Before I had arrived there at Centenary, the church had purchased 100 acres of land just, just outside of town. I'd heard about that even when I was pastor at, uh, 
at uh, St. Paul, uh, not knowing that I would ever in a million years go to, uh, to, to Centenary. I applauded their uh, step of faith, their far, far-reaching vision and all that was going on there. So that 100 acres, uh, in a sense, not only became the church's, but it also uh, became mine. That, that land was located on Athens Boonesboro Road, uh, just about to I-75, uh, just uh, there to the south, of, uh, south and uh, east of town. When they bought the land, they had every promise that it would soon become a part of the urban service district. Now, what that means is essentially that there would be sewers. You see, if you don't have sewers, then you don't have subdivisions. And if you don't have sewers, then you uh, certainly don't uh, so much have a church. Although there was a place in time uh, when this church was not on sewers at all. We had a little uh, thing that I would, uh, don't tell anybody from the EPA, I would pump out every now and then. It would just <laughs> fill up with, Stan Van Houten and I would do that every now and then. Now, if you, uh, if you quote me on that, I'll deny I, uh, I said it, okay? It was just, that, that thing drove us nuts, that's for sure. But that did not come to pass. Uh, that land did not go into the urban service district, and there was no hope or promise that that was going to happen in the, near, uh, in the near future. So it just sat as farmland. Now, we did use it for soccer fields. We had, believe it or not, over 1,000 kids playing soccer. Uh, at, that, at that location as well as over at uh, Lexington Christian Academy. So it was, it was put to good use. But we had a $3 million debt on that. And uh, we had another debt on, on top of that with some other renovation that had gone on. We were spending out $37,000 a month just servicing that debt. It was a big deal. We even had a campaign to raise some money to try to, try to take care of that. We raised a million bucks. It helped to service that debt for two or three years. We, uh, we did, uh, did, did, did okay in that regard. And then there became this, uh, this season when we started uh, tapping uh, some of our reserves. And those were being uh, drawn down. In the mix of all of that, even when we were doing that, uh, that campaign, I began a conversation with the Fayette County Public Schools. Uh, I knew uh, that they were looking for some land to build a brand new high school. I began to um, have conversation with them about that. In fact, I met with them a number of times at the land, and they, um, uh, they, they, they thought about it and uh, processed that through all, uh, all that uh, was going on for them. Well, the high school was built. It was uh, Frederick Douglass High School, and it was not built on Centenary's property. I also knew, uh, not to give up, <laughs> uh, I also knew that uh, they were needing to build a brand new elementary school uh, in that area. It was just growing all over the place, and it was just bumping right up, literally right up against where the urban service district was. And so we talked about that, and uh, they saw that it was a good idea, and we did too. I don't know if you know about uh, school boards, but they have a lot of flexibility when it comes to state law. They can plant a school anywhere. And all the services, all the infrastructure has to come to them, whether it be sewers, whether it uh, be uh, roads, uh, and all the renovations that have to be done uh, to the roads to, to outfit a school. Besides, uh, this land was right next door to a middle school. So it allowed them to just take the, the sewer hiccups from the middle school all the way over to, to the land, which was really not that far of a distance. 
And we worked through, after a while, all the, um, all the maturation with the Department of Transportation. In fact, the Lord opened all, up all sorts of doors. The chief of staff for the Department of Transportation at the time was a young fellow, but he was a guy that I had in camp years and years ago at Camp, camp Lucon, no, no doubt. Well, it was a long slog, two years as a matter of fact. And we, um, we were drawing down those reserves really to where we were just about down to nothing. The property closed literally right before that happened. And the amount that we received paid off both debts and replenished those reserved so that we could continue to do ministry as we had, uh, had been doing. And the next Sunday, I repeated this phrase, just enough, just in time. It was just enough, just in time. Had a lot of zeros to it, but it was just enough, just in time. You, you remember um, in our study of Hebrews 11, uh, talking about the testing of Abraham, that supposed sacrifice of his son Isaac on the altar? And it was Isaac in that great drama, uh, just as uh, things uh, were, were looking like they were going to play out in that sacrifice, it was Isaac that asked, Father, where is the lamb for the sacrifice? And Abraham said, the Lord will provide. And it's no stretch of truth. I've repeated that verse a thousand times over the last 44 and one quarter years. The Lord will provide. He will provide just enough, just in time. And since that phrase was put on my heart, I've, I've, I've rehearsed it in the mix of all the time that God has shined out just enough, just in time, living by faith. Moving has always been a, a, a big deal. It's always been a big deal for the Greaves. It's always a big deal for, uh, for any pastor it's always tough leaving one place. It's, uh, there, there are those challenges in getting started at a, at a new place. Um, it's, it's just tough when it comes to moving. All of you have moved in one form or fashion. Some move all the, all the time. Moving's tough physically, emotionally, spiritually. It's just tough to move. I, um, I have... Um, been thankful to God for His uh, protection, for His provision, and for His ability for us to move around as we have done. We've moved some, not as much as a lot of my friends, but we've moved, and it's always been so very tough. I've been saying over the past three months since announcing this, uh, this retirement, and you guys have been so, uh, so supportive Thank you very much. You've made that uh, so much easier. I ask you to release me uh, to different avenues of service, even those that may include uh, good things here. But I've repeated this. Let go. Okay, just, just let go. And that's been very freeing, but it's also been a response of faith. Just let go because God has got this. Moving does have its challenges. Uh, and as I said, it's never easy. Uh, Cheryl just shared this morning that uh, we were leaving here 
uh, when we were here the, the first time to head down to, to Owensboro. And uh, John was uh, bid and said, I want to talk with the bishop. There, he's not the only, uh, only one who's grown up in a parsonage family. I want to talk with the bishop. And Bubba put his arm around. They, the guys were really small then. And he says, ah, don't worry about it. We're going to have better insurance. <laughs> there you go. And so there you have it. There's the personality of the two right there. <laughs> it's a great, uh, great month for the Greaves, quite honestly. Uh, thankful how this has kind of all come together. So, so I'm retiring. And... Uh, Brother John got a call about a week and a half ago. He's going to, give me five seconds here. Not 10, but five. Uh, so he got a call about a week and a half ago. He's going to be the vice principal at uh, South Holden. It's a big deal. I know this is uh, dragon country, but uh, John's, or on the south side there, and so they're, uh, they're hanging in. So he'll, he'll try to tend to them, do as best he can. Uh, Bubba gets out of, uh, out of his training on June 30. Big deal. He's been in uh, school down at Vanderbilt for a long time. Uh, he's going to continue his research. He's uh, going to find a cure for cancer. So... So you'd expect his dad to say that. That's going to happen. He's adding, adding at least a value to that mix. So moving, uh, moving uh, represents stepping out into the unknown, which always demands a, a great leap of faith, demands a, a good deal of faith. While we may not know uh, what is around the, the corner, we can be well assured that God is, is going to be there. That's just the deal. We have bends all the time, ups and downs, but we know that God meets us in the mix of that. Our first appointment was to uh, Browder and Elm Grove, uh, just outside of Madisonville in uh, Hopkins County. We're right dead center in the western Kentucky coalfield. Cheryl, uh, I was in seminary at the time, uh, just finishing up, uh, Cheryl took the call from our uh, district superintendent at the time, Dr. Paul Shepard. Uh, uh, Cheryl picked up the phone. He said, your appointment is to Browder and Elm Grove. And um, she asked, well, well, where's that? And Paul responded, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of knew where it was. Now, I, I know this about Paul. He knew where Christchurch was. And he knew where St. Paul was. He just didn't quite know where uh, Browder and Elm Grove was. And we thought, oh boy, what are we, uh, what are we getting into? So moving is tough on, on families. Some of you know that Cheryl grew up in a parsonage family. Many of you know um, uh, Cheryl's parents, John and Joyce Spaulding, who served in this congregation for, uh, for a number of years. Uh, Cheryl's family moved all the time. You know, they were back in the day where you kind of moved every other year. And they did that for a number of years. Before we were married, uh, Cheryl uh, shared with a family friend that she was engaged to a ministerial student who had become a United Methodist pastor, and their friend responded, you know, that's like having the flu your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Moving, uh, it hadn't been that bad. <laughs> 
Moving uh, is tough, even for the extended family. Back when the boys were, were much younger, you know, kind of the age of our, our, our grandsons, uh, we were moving from here and headed to Owensboro. And uh, my dad, uh, who never really showed much emotion at all, my mom told me this much, much later, as we were just literally mo- leaving town, he said, well, I guess they're gone. And the tears sort of uh, welled up. I thank God uh, countless times uh, the other day as I was packing up my office and all the, all the books, and I just said, thank God that we're not moving. Thank God that we're not moving. We have way, way too much stuff. Cheryl and I have identified with Abraham and Sarah so many times whenever we've moved. Um, you know, that tough nature of moving uh, is, was certainly a part of uh, their lives as well. You know, as we studied just uh, a few weeks back, uh, Abraham and Sarah moved from Ur of the Chaldees to uh, Cana, uh, to, um, to Iran and, and Cana, and then on to, to Shechem. Abraham had it made right where he was, but yet God called him uh, to a, a different place. And in obedience with faith, uh, he responded. We rehearsed this just again a few weeks back from Hebrews 11:8. By faith, Abraham, when called to go, up, go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, he obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he is going. By faith, he obeyed and he went. For many years, I gave the Means of Grace talk at the Christmas weekend um, here in the area. I did that twice a year, probably for 10 years running, quite honestly. It might have been more. I always started out that Means of Grace talk. And again, that Means of Grace talk talks about uh, God's grace, certainly, but how there are many ways for us to know and understand that grace. In other words, the Means of Grace uh, has to do with worship and the, the sacraments and prayer and Bible study. Uh, those are all highways that, that bring us to the place where we are able to know and experience God's grace. Uh, one of those ways that we know and experience God's grace, one of those means of grace, are the people that God puts around us. And in that talk, that means of grace talk that I would give uh, a couple times every year, I would always start out that, uh, that there were those people for me where I literally knew of the grace of God. And I would share about mom and dad, about preacher, about Wayne, about Tim and Sammy, about Dr. Rogers, about Cheryl. You don't know any of these people. You do know Cheryl and my good buddy, Mac. You got to know that that list has grown over the years to include many people, many, many people. Includes Mr. Strader, uh, Bobby and Charlotte, Ray Ford, Martha, uh, Susan, Tony and Sharon, Sal and Cindy, Garrison and Susan, and believe me, that list uh, could go on and on. And I'd love to tell you about each of these people, how wonderful they are. 
and how centered they are in Jesus and how they've consistently left themselves open to God's leadership for their lives. That list includes uh, Don and Marla, Bob and Terry, Larry and uh, Jeannie, Lee and Suzanne. These are a lot of people from Settle Memorial in uh, Owensboro. You know, it's very interesting. Uh, we had a conference in Owensboro uh, a couple of weeks ago, and all these people, or at least some of these I list and many others that I knew at Settle, were all volunteering. It's quite a blessing to be able to remember the great ways that uh, God moved and what a great time we had together. That list uh, there includes also Tom and Pat, Wes and Carol, my good buddy Bob Robinson, Clarence and Tripp, and again, that list could grow and grow and grow. The way God worked through specific people to bless my life with His grace. That list also includes uh, good friends like Keen and Jenna, Richard, Julie, Derek, uh, Scott, Doug and Brenda. They were here last week. It was great uh, having some time with them. Our good friends, uh, Greg and Betty. We weren't here eight weeks before I received a call that Betty died. Good, good friends. Uh, my good buddy Sam and uh, his wife Beth, and Mike and Janelle, they were here yesterday. It was great to see them, John and Ashley. Of course, my good buddy Stan, who, uh, who's really battling cancer right now. He's a wonderful fella, great, great personality, great UK fan. In fact, you've got to know, every one of those persons from Lexington, great UK fans. <laughs> they are front row at the basketball. <laughs> I got to tell you a story. One time I was, uh, went to North Carolina with our, our good friend Greg at North Carolina game. It was uh, there at Rupp Arena. And every time Roy Williams got up to call a timeout, my head would be right on his shoulder <laughs> on national TV. And I'd get all these texts, you're not even a fan. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you're right there on the front row. You got to know that this list... Um, doesn't include, or it does include, rather, uh, maybe not by name, but a long list of uh, peers and, and deep friends with whom I've served uh, down through the years. All of them, each in their own way, are uh, just great people, wonderful people uh, in the ministry, all of whom accepted a call, just like I did, to, to leave themselves open uh, to what God had in store for them. You know, some of these guys that were in, doing this uh, Apostles' Creed, uh, all of whom uh, served as associate, uh, we, we had wonderful experiences together. It was pretty easy to get that together. You know, if all those guys are in the same county jail, you just go from one place to the other. <laughs> Not the case with these guys. No, they're... Uh... Well, you know, conspicuously and by attention, I didn't list anybody by name. Of course, each of you, is, uh, is listed in that uh, long list of those who are means of grace for my life, each of you. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders. And the sin that so easily entangles us let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, 
Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. A cloud of witnesses. Those who are past, certainly. Uh, those that are yet to come, but, but those that are present. Let's never, ever, ever uh, take that for granted. And that's one of the rich uh, fibers of, uh, of, of this fellowship is the cloud of witnesses uh, joined uh, together. Uh, those of us that are bound in this common ministry called St. John. So just this past Thursday, I met with a, a group of friends from high school. We were beginning planning our 50th um, high school reunion. I cannot even believe that I just said that. Whoa. Yeah. And so I sat down, and I was enjoying everybody's uh, fellowship. It was great to, to kind of renew relationship. I was thinking... Uh, a couple of things. One, as I was looking around, did not say this, oh my goodness, how much older we all look. <laughs> and two, I began to think about my own life and thinking about those that are around that circle, thinking this, that there is absolutely no way, no way that any of those people could have been even remotely as blessed as I have been with those who have been a part of my life down through the years. And all of that is an added bonus, a wonderful bonus, all of that in the name of Christ and in and around the ministry of the church. So I've served two churches twice. One is St. John and the other is St. Paul. Nobody does that in our connection. I don't know what that means other than we'll just blame it on the long providential arm of the Lord and his leadership for, for our lives. When James Williams, the district superintendent of the Lexington district uh, back then, uh, called uh, to share where we would be going, he, uh, he said, you're going to be going to St. John. And I said to James, tell the bishop this. Tell the bishop thanks. I was thankful then, and I am thankful now for having been a part of uh, this church this last five years. And what a wonderful experience it's, it's been, and I look forward to greater experiences yet to come. And so this is a sermon that's been titled, uh, By Faith, Moving Forward. We'll uh, be meeting Yoshmar and Zulani, their family, uh, next week. You're going to be joining together in, in one service at 1030. It'll be a wonderful time to celebrate with him. You've got to know that uh, when I'm talking about those friends and peers in ministry, Yoshmar is right there at the top. We, um, we shared together in ministry there in Lexington. Uh, we have gone together uh, to general conference at least twice, room together, I know twice. He's a great guy. You will be uh, clearly engaged by his infectious personality and even more so his deep desire to serve Jesus and to lift up the good name of Jesus. You'll, you'll see that right uh, out of the gate. He's a wonderful fellow by faith moving forward. God will provide. 
just enough, just in time. He will uh, seek to bless us by reminding us not to worry about anything, but with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And in that, knowing the great peace that is his, moving forward by faith, knowing full well that God's got this. Let's pray together. God, thank you for your deep and abiding love. Thank you, Lord, for uh, blessing us in Christ. His love for our lives is deep and rich to the extent that we are different people because of him. Lord, we lay ourselves in your care. We thank you for your warm embrace. We, uh, we can do no other but give ourselves to you in faith. And in that, may we uh, run the race with perseverance that you have set before us. And may we always, Lord, we pray, keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We do ask this prayer in the name of Christ. Amen.